You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Where you Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Jared Davis. We got some spring football practice. It's exciting. We even had some fans inside of Jordan Hare. Jared, spring is in the air. I can smell it. It's it's amazing. Football's here, guys. It's back. I'm excited. I forgot they were having fans, and then I saw a couple of posts about it and got me excited for not only just that, but you know what what it might mean for fall football. So it would be great to be able to have a packed house again. Yeah. Um, and definitely to have an A day. So yeah, I'm excited, man. Yeah, I mean it's looking pretty promising that we'll have an A day with fans, considering they had a a regular open practice uh, in Jordan Hare. Uh, they just asked people to socially distance and wear masks. Uh, so I, I thought that was a good sign. We'll have fans in, at at A day, just depending on. Uh, I'm sure they'll make an announcement pretty soon about what what's going to. Uh, be included with that how many fans are allowed how they're doing tickets you know all that fun stuff but just gets me excited because if we're already at that point maybe even more than 20 percent would be exciting to me inside of jordan hair especially since we got a new coaching staff no, new football schemes on offense and defense this is going to be a i feel like a days are really exciting when it comes to new coaching staffs just because you get to see a little bit what's going on um the change of you know change of what's happening and then you get to see all, all i mean almost every a day you get to see the new stars um and maybe a couple of them emerge during a day but uh jerry let's talk about this first week of practice i think the team only got three practices when they were planning to do four just because one of them got canceled because of uh, of a tornado warning that was going on in the auburn opelika area and uh this was uh, a pretty good week from what it sounds like. Uh, there was a couple positions like it sounds like wide receivers just you know kind of banged up and uh, they've got some room to improve. But I, I think we're at, we're getting to a spot where, especially on defense, I'm feeling pretty good about this. It's just a matter of I'm sure the defense switching over to the mindset of what what is this gonna this new offense or new defense sorry gonna look like um under Derek Mason um Jared any other any kind of like high level thoughts of what what you thought about this uh first week of practice um yeah I mean I I you know you got to hear a couple of clips from Harson, and just you know you just want to keep hearing more from the coach just to get a feel for him the one thing I like is that I think he is very detail oriented and um I think that's going to be key to you know uh again you know Gus uh was you know kind of would win on some flash big plays and stuff I think I think Arson's gonna be very deep build this thing from the ground up build it from offensive and defensive line blocking and tackling and he's he's very focused on that um you know he made some comments about I think you hit on this the receivers I think that was probably his his the most down that he got I guess not that he was down but it, you know he said that that's gonna take a lot of work the receiving group but they're young we knew that yeah I think it was and, like 17 percent of our production last year is returning so I mean you already got an uphill battle when it comes to that 
Yeah, he said that, you know, several of them were injured as well. He made mention that a few of them were slipping, you know, on the uh, when they were coming out of their route. Hey, is that a part of the grass from cleats? I don't know. He made it sound like, you know, we got to work on that and clean that up. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I took away really was just talking about um, what you and I think is basic, but it's not in college football anymore, was the exchange under center. Um, he said they're continuing to work on that, and they just need to get that to a point where you don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah. That's second nature, and they're not there yet. So just a few things I took away that were, you know, interesting. Yeah, and, and it's good that, I mean, he, he immediately was like, yeah, these things are obvious to me that we need to work on those. And that, that I'm sure will set the stage for what uh, what kind of drills and what kind of practices they're going to work through um, over the next few weeks of this spring training. Uh, and there's a lot of things like that that I feel like Auburn – hasn't traditionally done, especially under Gus Malzahn, which is, um, you know, getting under center. I mean, the only times I could think of it was if we're doing a jet sweep, we're doing a sugar huddle and those were few and far between in comparison to when, you know, Bo would line up five yards behind the line of scrimmage and shotgun. And I, I, that's something that the, the quarterbacks and also the center has to get used to. Um, and, uh, Har- Harson was essentially saying, yeah, we're, we're going to do probably a, a higher proportion of under center than we probably would else uh, uh, otherwise, just because they got to practice it. They got to work on it. Um, so it's good to see that, you know, the little things that I'm sure some of the fans might even notice that they're already starting to um, identify those. And I'm sure work on those plenty of times uh, in spring. Does, does that uh, AJ, does that kind of give you a hint as to what type of offense we're going to be running when he, when he makes mention that, you know, getting under center is going to be a priority of learning how to do that? Maybe a little bit. I mean, uh, the, the word, and you and I have talked about it before is multiple. I mean, it's a multiple offense. So uh, I feel like it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be a hundred percent under center. I don't think that that works, uh, but uh, it's going to be some mixture of, of the two. And from that, you got to get comfortable with, with it. I mean, if, if, a, if, you know, lining up in an eye formation under center works, you got to be comfortable with doing that and comfortable enough that you can make the handoff from the center to the uh, quarterback cleanly, and then potentially do a running back or, you know, dish it out to a wide receiver. I mean, you, you got to make that, that process as smooth as possible. And this is where uh, spring, this is the, the time when you work on those basic fundamentals. And uh, it, it, this is the groundwork for setting things up, especially over the summer when you're just working out. And uh, when the fall practice comes around in July, August, right before the season, this is when uh, all of those little things will build upon themselves to make it into an offense, hopefully by game one, even, you know, it, we're able to run a good number of plays, good number of looks um, out of what Harson and uh, Mike Bobo want to do. Um, let's talk about some of the stuff, uh, just offensive wise and defensive wise, uh, what's going on. And uh, so let's start out with offense first. So obviously we had Bo Nix. He was the main quarterback, uh, but actually right behind him, um, Grant Loy, who, uh, you know, is kind of right now the number two guy, um, he had a slight injury, so he wasn't out there, uh, running drills, but, uh, we actually had Trey Lindsay, a walk on, uh, kind of, uh, as the number two guy. And, uh, there were a couple of clips of, uh, Trey Lindsay rolling out, getting some, uh, running lanes and 
he looked pretty good. I mean, for a walk-on, I, I was actually pretty impressed. Um, that are you, are you trying to get a quarterback controversy going, AJ? Yeah, you know me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Nah, I mean, at this point, I mean, it, it's pretty obvious that, I mean, if we're already putting Trey Lindsey in there, even above, like, Demetrius Davis, Demetrius Davis has a little bit of room, or more really a lot of room, to kind of grow as a quarterback before, you know, that quarterback con- quarterback controversy starts, you know, creeping in there. Hey, but if Demetrius Davis is, uh, you know, come fall time, he's uh, looking pretty good. I don't know if there'll be any controversy, but I think it'll, it'll push – Bo Nix to be a better quarterback because he knows not only does he have Demetrius Davis, but Grant Loy may be right behind him, nipping at his uh, nipping at his feet to get that uh, QB one kind of position. Um, let's talk about this because I think running back situation is looking a little bit better than it did in the off season, where uh, we had some guys transfer out, um, and now uh, at one point I think we only had two. Uh, the two guys that in the running back room that had scholarships. And uh, now we've got, I think four, um, you got yeah. tank Shivers, uh, Devin Barrett, Devin Barrett. And then the uh, guy from Mississippi that just recruited. Yeah, exactly. They just signed. Yeah. Um, was it Javaris Hunter? I think is his name. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Um, so, I mean, you've got more depth now, which makes me feel better. Um, one of the things we've said before, Tank's durability is uh has gotta be of importance this year. Um and it looked like he was pretty pretty physical out there, even in uh just shoulder pads and helmet out there. Um so you gotta think that hopefully that durability is improving a little bit more. Um Jared, any other other kind of like things that stood out to you as far as the offense over the last week, um, or anything from the, the spring practice that they had that was open to the public? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you got a bit, you got to piece this together. There wasn't a lot of footage of what went on, but you know, they, I mean, they made mention, and I think they got in a couple of two tight end sets, mm-hmm. um, which is you know exciting and and kind of telling about what we're going to be doing here. I really think that we're going to be, I think we're going to be pretty heavy run. Um, I think we're going to build it around tank, and when we do pass, we probably will try to max protect, um, bring in some more tight ends. But here's the cool thing about that. They'll be in there to block, and then you can decoy where they pretend to block mm-hmm. and go out for passes. Because apparently, J.J. Pegues had an amazing catch. Um, uh, who's the other guy? Who's what, what, the other um, uh, tight end that got injured last year and came in towards yeah, the end? Yeah, uh, what is it? Brand, uh, yeah, Brandon Frazier. That's who it is. Frazier. Mm-hmm. I think he might have had a good catch. Or we got another freshman, too. We got a couple of tight end options that are big guys. I mean, I even heard that either we did or there is potentially talks of even putting Pegues in the slot position occasionally. Who the heck thought of that? Yeah, I know. And then I love he's it. also I love it too. And he's <laughs> gonna be playing some fullback. I mean, that guy's so versatile that yeah, you put him in at fullback and you're like, okay, this is probably gonna be a run. Well, maybe it's not. Maybe we you know, maybe maybe we send him out in the flat and roll everybody else the other way and he's wide open. I mean you just he's so versatile. Oh my goodness. Um, that was so, so beautiful. I think that, you know, last year I felt like we got him like one or two touches a game just so the fans would be pleased. I don't think there was really a plan. <laughs> I think it was just, hey, let's just let people see what he can do. Yeah. I'm hoping this year there's more of a plan of, all right, how can he actually help us, you know, get the ball down the field? I mean, there there was even uh, one of the plays that 
uh, in the Saturday spring practice that they had open to the public where he high pointed a ball from Bo Nix. I mean, not only can the man hurdle over guys or make a crazy spin move, but now he can high point a ball. He's a 300 pound man and he's jumping up to catch balls that most people can't catch. I love it. This is the kind of stuff that I'm here for. And I really hope JJ Piggies, the phenom, the freak nature that he is, gets the ball more times this year. I mean, I'd be happy seeing him get the ball four or five times in a game um, because you, you know it's going to be a positive gain when he touches the ball because <laughs> one guy tackling him, yeah, good luck, especially if it's DB, if he's out you know, as a slot receiver or something. So, And then on top I of think- that, I mean, we haven't even talked about Brandon Frazier either, but what were you going to say? Yeah, Brandon Frazier's uh, probably more your prototypical tight end size and set. Um, I th- I think it's going to be more. I don't know, but I, I think it's going to be more. Um, you remember how when Alabama started building this dynasty, you know they weren't necessarily real fun to watch on offense. It was like, all right, let's stay ahead of the chains, be smart. If we need to dump it to a tight end or running back, let's do that. Get mm-hmm. it to third and two. I think that's what we're going to be doing, and so that's going to be key with Pegues and those guys. Um, and then you hit them with a big pass occasionally, but it's not going to be a lot of trickeration or going deep and stuff. I don't think that's not going to, the main plan is going to be be real physical, mm-hmm. um, run the ball well, take the short passes if we need to stay ahead of the chain and keep getting first downs and moving down the field. And you, at the end of the game, your hope is that you out physical the other team. I think that's going to be what this offense is going to be more resembling, which is different from what we've been seeing. Yeah. So I say all that to say, tight ends can be a huge role in that mm-hmm. and keeping the chains moving. And I think, I don't think it's going to be just coach talk this year. I think we really are going to be seeing a lot of tight end action. Yeah. I mean, and we didn't even mention Jay, uh, John Samuel Schinker, who's playing baseball right now. So he's kind of splitting his time between baseball and football. And he was a guy kind of the down and dirty, um, almost fullback sometimes position where he, he kind of lead block a little bit. And uh, him, you throw in J.J. Pegues and Brandon Frazier in there, I'm feeling pretty good about that, especially if we get a couple of those guys out there on the field at the same time. You got lots of options out of out of those kinds of packages. What did you think about my assumption of what it's going to look like offensively? We haven't even talked about that. I mean, are you mm. thinking we're going to try to go high-powered, or is this going to be more of a – I mean, we're going to take – if it's there, you take it. Yeah. I'm just saying I think it's going to be more of that – Run the ball, mm-hmm. stay ahead of the chains. I can see it. I I could see a a heavier lean on uh, a running backs, especially early in the season when our wide receivers that were playing were essentially mostly backups last year or not even on our roster. So it's a lot of growth for them that I think only has to come with time. Like if we had Seth Williams out there, I'd say it probably looks a little bit more balanced, but we don't. He's going to the NFL, and our guys behind him, while they're very talented like Xavion Capers or Kobe Hudson, they still need the reps, game-time reps, especially in the SEC, um, before I feel like we, we go to like a heavier passing um, strategy in a game. That's- well, and you make a great point. That could be, too, while we, are, we're, we may almost be forced to rely on tight ends, especially Shanker. I mean, you know, he's not going to – wow anybody but mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever seen the guy drop a pass so I mean, that. 
there could be a lot of utilization of tight ends almost out of necessity, which then could lead to really good things um, because we realize how good those guys maybe are. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, uh, I, I mean, honestly, if I'm thinking about this, it's probably going to be in like 65, 70% run and then throw in some passes in there. It may be closer to 50-50, but I think early in the season we'll see, especially with the, the you know, besides Penn State and their first four games, I feel like that's kind of setting up for, all right, we can establish the run game, make sure that's good, you know, get the offensive line gelling before we hit some SEC opponents. Um, and then once the SEC opponents hit, I mean, it's kind of like whatever works that week and whatever you think, that's what you got to go with. If, if it's a heavier passing uh, against the defense, we got to go with that. Um, so I, I feel like early in the season, I think we're going to see a lot of running. Yeah. Shankers are leading, I guess, returning pass catcher. <laughs> he's not a receiver. That's nuts. Yeah, I think he's probably our, <laughs> I think he's probably the most experienced returning pass catcher. That is nuts. But, I mean, he did make some good plays last year and the years before. Um, I mean, not only is he doing the dirty work of blocking, but he's he's got good hands. So I don't think, I, like I said, I don't think I've ever seen him drop one that went his way. Now, and he made a, was it the bowl game? Or he made a play in, it was like third and 14, and he, he caught it and kept fighting and got the first right. round. It was something crazy, but. Uh, yeah, anyway, I love to see it. You love to see it. Yeah. Um, another couple of things. So offensive line, at least from the practice we had, uh, probably some of the more, uh, offensive linemen names that you might know, Alec Jackson, uh, Tayshawn Manning, Nick Brahms, Keandre Jones, and Brodarius Ham, uh, guys that got good reps last year. Um, and, uh, guys that I think now they're, they're at a healthier state that, we can start building on something as long as the offensive line stays uh, stays healthy. I think we've got a good shot at building something, um, especially kind of uh, at the end of last season. You know, we we started to build, especially on the run offense. The offensive line was getting some push, opening up holes, and now we can kind of build on that, especially if we lean heavier on the run um, early in the season. Um, what what's your thoughts on I me? Mean, I know one of the biggest questions is pass protection. Um, where do you think we're going to stand as far as pass protection this year? Do you think we're going to be any better um, than we were last year? Um, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think we will. I mean, I don't think um, shouldn't say you can't be worse, but I mean, I would. <laughs> uh, it, it would be hard for to take a step back, in my opinion. Um, and you're bringing in a guy that I think is pretty highly respected and will friend. Um, as far as the O-line situation and coaching goes, um, you got another year of experience with the guys that are there. I think that, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, run, uh, you're, I know you're talking pass protection. I think, you know, run blocking, they did above average, I would say, last year when they were all healthy. Pass blocking below average. So mm-hmm. if we could get the pass blocking to just be average, keep the run blocking above average, I would say we'd have a lot more success. But you really don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, there's a there's, one of the harder positions is is O line and offensive tackle. Most people don't realize that, but it's there, it's all technique, and you, you got to be real specific with how you do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's going to take a lot of coaching. But I think we will be better overall. I think getting under center will help a little bit. Play action will help a little bit. Um, but even like um, somebody was talking about how. You know, there's going to be breakdowns, even good offensive line. So 
they need to also train Bo to say, hey, look, you know, pick up where the one guy that got missed is coming from and don't, you know, don't don't bail out on the play. Like, mm-hmm. learn how to avoid that one guy shift like your Drew Breeses and those guys do. Just shift a little bit, keep the play alive. So a lot of things go into us having a better pass game. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm, I am confident that at this point we can uh, – I mean, Bobo – has been known to be one of those quarterback whisperer type coaches that uh, can really work with somebody. And Harson's kind of the same way. He's a very hands-on kind of coach that will get in the quarterback room uh, when needed to get in there and help out the quarterbacks kind of, because I mean, the offense runs through them. And if they're, uh, if they know what to do in certain situations, like if pressure's in your face and avoid that pressure, you keep moving down the field versus taking a sack you know, or worse, fumbling the ball or something. So yeah, that's that's the good thing that I think Mike Bobo and Harson kind of that combo. Um, they've worked well with quarterbacks in the past. And uh, it's as long as Bo Nix is receiving that advice um, well, I think that's that's a good sign. I mean, there were, there were pictures and there were videos of uh, Bo Nix. Uh, if he wasn't in the play, he was right next to uh, Brian Harson talking to him about plays what what are you seeing how do you want to uh, you know work on the details of of you know practice and if that's you know you know our little it's kind of like the tip of the iceberg that we get to see of practices you got to think he's doing that in the practices themselves that we don't get to see and uh, that's exciting because he's working hand in hand with Harson and Bobo to uh, figure out what's what's going to work and uh, how how they want to run the offense because I mean Bo Nix is, I think it's the yes third offensive coordinator that Bo Nix has had to have um, in his three years at college. So uh, this is another change. This is another uh, growing point for him. Um, but, I, I mean, honestly, I think this can be a really good one for him, especially if we rely on the run a little bit. And when the opportunities present themselves, throw, throw a good pass. And uh, Bo Nix has shown a pretty good consistency of, throwing good passes, uh, not throwing it um, right to a defender. I mean, that's the kind of uh, thing that I think uh, we can kind of lean on a little bit. We're going to take a quick break from this episode for a special announcement. One of the things that we take great pride here at the E2C Network are our listeners are really our E2C Network family. Now, I know they enjoy listening to us, but let's be honest. Every once in a while, they probably would like a little bit of change of pace. Well, that's where you come in if you're a business owner. If you have any interest in partnering with us in terms of ads or sponsorships on our podcast episodes, you can reach us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com. Let us help you reach the widest variety of Auburn fans out there. I mean, come on. Who else listens to a network where they cover everything from Auburn football to The Bachelor and the connections it has with Auburn? Utilize our podcasts, Facebook live shows, and other flexible partnership opportunities that are available upon request. Let us help you reach the E2C Network family and the Auburn family at large on how you might best be able to serve them. Reach out to us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com for more information. That's all we have for you in this special message. Let's get back into the episode. Let's kind of shift a little bit over to defense um, and uh, kind of talk about Derek Mason, you know, the 3-4, kind of what we're, we're looking at there. So at least right now, the first team kind of look like we've got, um, as far as linebackers go, T.D. Moultrie, Derek Hall, 
uh, Owen Papo and Zacoby McLean. So Owen Papo, Zacoby McLean, those were the two main guys last year at linebacker. But this year we've actually got TD Moultrie and Derek Hall. So you know, Derek Hall was more of an edge rusher um, or our buck position. So uh, that's going to be a little bit of, I'm sure, a transition for them. But um, I think, Jerry, this may be like a bigger conversation, defensive mindset, and then maybe even bleeding into a lot of offensive mindset of knowing not only your position, but maybe the position right next to you. So if you need to, you can kind of get into that position, especially if you know, the offense is going and you're not able to sub in guys. Um, what do you think about kind of Harson's mentality on that from what we've seen uh, from practice? <clears throat> Yeah, and I think it's more of Derek Mason on this. Um, I heard Smoke Monday say that, you know, they're basically learning all the secondary roles. You know, he said there could be times you could see me playing defensive back. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, it's probably going to play a part of, you know, Mason trying to trick the offense occasionally, making shifts, you know. could be a situation where, um, you know, right before the snap, Smoke comes down on DB and somebody else drops back to safety. And, it, you know, any any shift or confusion like that could throw an offense off. So mm-hmm. probably probably some of it's going to be just for eye candy, but it really could have an effect. But I think all in all, I think you, you make a good point, or, or I know we talked about it before, you know, these teams go fast now. And if they're not substituting in and out, you know, it does allow for the more positions you know, you can shift over and we not have to put somebody else on the field because we can't, and it could help stop a drive. So, um I think, too, Mason's giving them more coaching to allow, like, they're going to be able to make decisions or be trained how to make decisions on the field. Um, I'm not saying that didn't happen in the past, but it's, like, they're going to be allowed to think a little more and say, all right, this is based off my training, this is what I think is going to happen, mm-hmm. um, which could be good or bad, because <laughs> if they're wrong, it's going to look really bad. But it's going to be a different type of defense and different type of mentality, and, you know, I think it'll be fun to see. I do trust Mason. We've talked about it. He had a great defense at Stanford, you know, at Vanderbilt. I don't know the numbers, but they were always, you know, they always fought hard. Yeah. Um, there's just so, only so much you can do at Vanderbilt. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that just kind of got me thinking about when when we're under Derek Mason, I mean, we always thought of Kevin Still as a good defensive coordinator. Um, and, and I remembered some of the linebackers under Kevin Still essentially saying, and once you see certain things, like you do a reaction, you, you, you react immediately to it. And I'm sure that's going to be a little bit of a growing uh, point for our linebackers because that's kind of, you know, the quarterbacks of the defense. They're kind of, you know, telling people where to go, shift this way and, you know, what kind of plays because they, they usually have a pretty good feel of what's going on. And uh, that may be a little bit of a growing uh, to learn, especially since they're moving to a 3-4 or 4-3 potentially. Um, kind of formations uh, on defense what to do in what situations so I think that'll come with time but with Owens, Kobe, Derek Hall, T.D. Moultrie and whoever else potentially plays linebacker um, you got to learn that you got to learn that and uh, pick up on it quick because uh, one of the good things I, I did see was uh, Derek Mason was in people's faces and uh you know, coaching him up. He was a very hands-on defensive coordinator, um, which I feel like is a very good thing. Um, you know, you're essentially getting a coach in your ear, kind of helping you out um, during practice so that when game time hits, you, you have the mindset of the coach already knowing where exactly to go. 
Well, you make a good point, too. You know, last year we got to realize K.J. Britt was going to be that quarterback. I mean, we lost mm-hmm. our quarterback on defense. So, you know, like, what, game two or three last year? Yeah, it was Georgia. I mean, and that was early on last year. So, this year, you know, Owen Papo and Jacoby McClain and even Smoke Monday, apparently apparently everybody looks at him as a leader, too. So, these guys are now going in knowing they're going to be leaders, whereas last year they were kind of all probably looking at K.J. Mm-hmm. and then he gets hurt and – you know, it's just kind of like, all right, who's going to step up? Yeah. Um, so this year, I think it'll be, you know, leadership matters. And I think uh, Owen and, and Zacoby probably mostly because he wasn't supposed to be starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he had to fill that role and then wound up leading the SEC in tackles. So he's probably going to be more confident speaking up, getting players into positions. Um, and yeah, so I think it's, I think it'll be, it'll be nice to see the, uh, uh, how that all manifests. Yeah, definitely. Um, in the secondary, we have uh, a familiar face, Roger McCreary, which is awesome to have him back. I feel like he was on the cusp of potentially leaving and uh, decided to come back for his senior year, um, even though he could have gone to the NFL. We have Jalen Simpson, who for the most part of last year was injured. And uh, out of the Saturday practice, he actually almost picked off the ball um, that was passed to Elijah Canyon. So uh, I-, I feel like he's got some high potential there. Even last year, I had really high uh, expectations for him. It was just kind of hampered by uh, him getting injured early in the season and uh, essentially battling that injury. Yeah, uh, you jinxed it. him. I think you mentioned him Probably as a player did. to watch. Player he, to watch, and he got hurt, I think. He was my player to watch game one. I think he got injured that game, and I, you know, I, I slap Thanks, my face AJ. every time I think about yeah. it because I'm almost like, dang it. Yeah, so, I appreciate it, man. You know, you got the you know commentator curse or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> are we as are we as uh, popular as the Madden curse? You know, when you're on the cover of Madden. That's I think right. I, I think later in the season I mentioned somebody and they got hurt too. So um, man, maybe we just maybe we only mention other teams' players. Yeah, maybe we should mention players that we want to uh, do bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just another team when we're playing them. Say, so, oh, I think so and so is going to do really well for them, and then they get. Well, I don't want to wish anybody get hurt, <laughs> but maybe they don't do well at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, on uh, also in the secondary, we've got Smoke Monday and Ladarius Tennyson. Uh, Smoke Monday, you've heard him; he's uh, definitely a leader on the defense. But Ladarius Tennyson, you may not have heard his name before, but it's a name you definitely want to keep your ear out because he's going to be out there. And uh, I mean, most of the players, if they're asked about. Who do you think standing out this uh, spring practice or in the workouts? It's Ladarius Tennyson. A lot of guys are talking very highly about him, um, and it's the first name that comes out, which is telling me something that this guy is going to be a producer on defense. And uh, I mean, he's already getting starting reps on the first group out um, during the Saturday practice, so he's out there playing well, working well with the defense, and uh, picking things up from uh, Derek Mason's defense. Um, last thing I want to talk about, uh, on spring practice was, uh, for special teams. There's not a whole bunch that we, we got to really see. Uh, there was, uh, some field goals, uh, and then field goal block. They had kind of both of those packages set up. Um, but they really didn't have any punt, punt return, kickoff, kickoff return, any of that installed yet, but I'm sure that'll come, um, considering they only had essentially a couple practices before, uh, Saturday to get things going. So uh, I'm sure those will be installed. We'll start to see kind of the pecking order of who's going to be the you know punt returners and kickoff returners for this next year. Um, and I, I, I'm 
I'm sure this punt returner, that's going to be a key position I'm going to be watching because we all of our punt returners from last year are not returning. And uh, I want to see uh, who who ends up landing that spot because I think that's a key spot of uh, you know reliability. But can you break that one tackle and get up to speed quick? All right, Jared, any other thoughts before we move on? Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Pro Day uh, that Auburn had uh, this last week. No, I think we pretty much covered covered everything. Like you said, there wasn't a lot to assess with uh, special teams. So, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, it was good to get out there and let the fans see it. But, you know, it wasn't like they tipped their hand on a lot of stuff. So that'll, that'll come later yeah. on as we get closer to fall. I mean, the, yeah, being three practices in with the new offense and defense, you're not yeah. going to be tipping your hand anywhere. Um, no. But it is fun. I mean, the, the fans that I've heard that got to go – enjoyed it and uh just seeing new players uh you know come a day we'll probably see a little bit more of uh you know now that packages are you know getting more installed with what you're gonna do uh maybe we see a little bit more well and you real quick i know we're moving on but you mentioning a day it's it's gonna be a perfect storm new coach um we want to see what the offense looks like Mm -hmm. and then if we're allowed to you know essentially not if there's no limit then you know nobody got to go last year really so mm-hmm. people are going to be antsy to get out so if it's a nice day uh on top of new coach and stuff you know it could be could be a nice crowd yeah depending on what they allow mm-hmm. yeah exactly so we i'm excited to see uh even if it's you know just me sitting in my living room watching it on tv i'm still going to be real excited about it and seeing what they can do yes, all sir. right let's switch over to pro day so um, we've talked about this before, but the NFL combine, uh, isn't going to happen in the traditional format of, you know, everybody coming to one location and, uh, doing their, all of the measurables, you know, weight, height, how uh, your vertical bench press 40 time, you know, all those different drills that the NFL combine puts, uh, the top players in the country through, um, that are going to the NFL. And, uh, this year they've had to kind of, uh, decentralize that to all of the different schools and their pro days. So Auburn's pro day um, is typically for you know, the, the players that didn't get invited to the NFL combine. Maybe if you know one of the players at the NFL combine didn't do as well, maybe he wanted to show that he's actually better than he did at the NFL combine. So then they, you know, you run the 40 again at Auburn and then, you know, up their time or, you know, get, get, get their times better. But it just puts that much more emphasis on Auburn's Pro Day this year. And uh, some of the top guys out there were Anthony Schwartz, Seth Williams, Eli Stove. So those were the guys on offense um, that we uh, got to see. On defense, we had uh, K.J. Britt, uh, Jamie and Sherwood, uh, Jordan Peters, Christian Tutt. Um, We had a couple others in there as well. Um, Let's see. Actually, a couple players previously that played for us. Uh, Sal Canella, JJ Wilson, and uh, Trey Threat um, also perform at our pro day. So, um, did any of those kind of stand out to you from what uh, what you've heard? Um, and uh, if so, what kind of stood out to you um, now that they had the the pro day? Yeah, I mean, I think you got to look at Schwartz's forty time. Pretty impressive, four point two six. I think it was listed as unofficial. I mean, I don't know exactly what all that means, but. Um, you know, I think, uh, was it Henry Ruggs in 2020 did a 4.27? Yeah. So literally, so, you know, one millisecond slower. 
Yeah. So Schwartz was, you know, 4.26 is is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, if you're below like four three, four four, I mean, it's obvious you're fast. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, but yeah, that you know, 40 times they put a lot of weight on that stuff. I mean, that that's gotten people big paydays. So it'll be curious to see what that does for him. Yeah. Um, KJ Britt. I mean, I think he didn't he do pretty good on the bench. Do you know the numbers on that? Yeah, yeah, he did really well. I mean, even Auburn put out a video. He had uh, 24 reps, and that's you know benching 225 24 times. That's that's pretty significant. Um, What's the standard on that? Do you have any idea? Yeah. So you know, I was kind of curious because you know 24 reps sounds pretty good, right? I was like, all right, let's go check back and you know even last year what were linebackers doing. Um, because you know, at the NFL combine, you, you're competing against the other linebackers. And, uh, last year, kind of like that, that range that was the you know, top echelon of, uh, linebackers that, that got drafted were 21 to 30 reps. And KJ Brett was right in the middle of that at 24. So, um, he could potentially, you know, I mean, we already know it. He's very talented on the football field, but he's just showing that brute strength, uh, that, a linebacker has to have, especially in the NFL when you're going up uh, against 300-pound offensive linemen or uh, very strong running backs, um, you got to have that. So he's showing that that he's got that strength there. Well, and something about KJ, too, and there's a lot of guys in the, dra- in the draft that have this, but just just him as a person and the work ethic, because I was reminded I saw a headline where a, a first-round draft pick, uh, the Dolphins just cut him. Um, because they just couldn't, that you know, they were trying to work with him. I think he had gotten cut from another team, and mm-hmm. they just couldn't get him focused on the right things. Um, and that's a big deal. So I think you won't ever have that problem with KJ. No. Got the great work ethic. Got the size. He's got the leadership um, too. He's got the leadership ability. He was doing he was doing leadership stuff at the um senior bowl around a bunch of other seniors. Yeah. So you know. I, I mean, I you know, I just think he's got that natural leadership. So he's not going to go – he's probably not going to go first or second round. But I think somebody will get a steal with that guy because I think he's absolutely built to play linebacker, built to be a leader, and is just a good guy. Yeah. Um, so you're going to get a, you're going to get his 110% effort every day he shows up. Yeah, definitely. Um, one that stood out to me uh, was Seth Williams' 40 time. Um, it, it's not in the 4-4 range, but it was a 4-5 which is pretty good. Um, I mean, it, it kind of shows you he's got top end speed as well that he can get up to speed real quick, which, um, you know, I'm, spe- I'm thinking, especially in his sophomore year, we went deep with him a lot. Um, and he could get, he could go out there and grab some balls that were really far out there. So, um, I think that kind of shows you, you know, not only is he big, he can, you know, man up against people physically, but he's got top end speed. So, um, I'm not a I'm not an NFL scout, but I think Seth basically his mentality on the forty times like just don't screw this up. Right and to me, four or five, he didn't screw it up. Seth Seth is going to get drafted on his hands. Yes, and can we teach him to run routes is going to be the question. And I think you can. To me, he's going to be more of a um, AJ. You might be too young, but Keyshawn Johnson, if you remember him, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, he he was a big body guy, good hands, would go over the middle, stuff like that. I think that's what Seth will probably – he's not going to blow you away with speed, but he's going to catch anything near him, and he's he's able to extend away from the body. He's just got that natural ability to where he's going to catch most of the stuff, even if he's covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So I don't think the 40 time was really going to make or break him unless he did like a 4.7 or 4.8. Right. Yeah. So 4.5 was like, eh, don't screw it up, you know? Yeah, exactly. Don't pull a hammy. Just you know, run the route or run the 40 and uh, put out a you know, it's pretty good time. Um, so another one that stood out to me was Jordan Peters. Uh, he got the highest vertical of anybody from the Auburn Pro Day uh, with 39 and a half inches. Um, so, you know, standing from, you know, on the ground and literally jumping straight up, he jumped 39 inches. It was pretty impressive. And then I was like, and I was trying to look back because, you know, again, I'm trying to reference this of, you know, what is the standard? And, uh, last year, some of the top, uh, cornerbacks were kind of around that 41. So he was just literally, you know, an inch, inch and a half off of that, um, from being at the top, at the top of what a cornerback is. So, um, that's kind of showing you if, uh, there's a jump ball. He can jump up there and, uh, you know, pretty much compete against any wide receiver, even if they're a little bit taller than him. AJ, I don't think I could do that on a trampoline. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I, my vertical is like negative numbers. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, if I did it right now, it would probably be like 12 inches or something. I'd be pretty <laughs> happy with that. I'd be happy with that. <laughs> if I don't, if I don't pull a hammy or tear an ACL, I would be, I would walk away, uh, thinking i'd won something right exactly <laughs> and these guys are doing i mean literally think about that that's like a you know a little kid they are literally jumping as high as a little kid that's three foot tall or four foot tall shoot yep it's pretty tall that's that's, that's pretty that's some good ups that's uh, pretty impressive yeah. that's why they're playing football and you and i are talking about them playing football. <laughs> that's right that is right um Jared, any other thoughts uh before we get out of here about uh spring practice pro day uh before we go no, I mean I I've shared with you and I got I have not any more information than anybody else, but I, I'm just really pumped about the staff and what what the team's going to look like next year. I think the attention to detail is going to be very evident and um I think people should be cautiously optimistic. We have talent still. Um you know, we need to recruit better next year so we don't have a huge drop off, but mm-hmm. right now we have some talent there and some very key positions. So just excited to see this continue to grow and, you know, throughout the um, spring and summer and then see what we can put out on the field and fall. But I'm, 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 and I usually try to be pretty realistic. I'm, I'm pretty optimistic on this though. Yeah. I mean, I can see the, the optimism part of it, especially with uh, matchups. Like, I mean, last year we struggled really, really even from the beginning with Georgia and Alabama. And I'm just thinking if we can nail down the details of, what what we're gonna do on offense and defense um this yeah we're gonna be even more competitive uh, i mean i know gus was had a pretty good track record against alabama better than really any other college football coach but georgia we really struggled with. um and uh i'm really hoping this kind of swings the momentum back to we can compete against georgia even in athens um because we're gonna have to do that not this year but next year and uh that I don't want to have to go into there and just hope and pray that we have you know, the chance at beating them. Um, I want to make it closer to you know better rivalry of you know it could go either way, just depending on whichever team shows up better that that day. Yeah, it had become it had become on away games rivalry games. It, it was it was a foregone conclusion, and that's probably ultimately what what did guess in. But um, yeah, I would love to be able to go into rivalry or, or any road game and at least say hey. You know, we need to watch because there's at least a chance. Yeah, no, really. I mean, we had some away games that we were really good at, like Texas A&M, but then we had others that, you know, going into Athens, I mean, even if we had the better team, sometimes it's just like 
uh, you know, Kirby had a had our number. Or you know, back in I think 2018, I want to say it was when Tennessee beat us, um, and it was just like they knew exactly what we were running. And it's like, all right, like uh, we got to change some things up. We did, but it wasn't enough. And uh, you know, new, new coaching staff kind of brings that newness, and uh, I'm sure teams are going to be trying to figure out what Auburn's doing this year. Um, offense, defense, um, trying to you know, figure this out. Um, but it sounds like we'll be able to uh, kind of stay ahead of that curve, especially at the beginning of the season, especially when we got the four kind of tune-up games at the beginning. All right, Jared, before we get out of here, how can the people stay in touch with you? You can just find me on Facebook and Instagram under my name, Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?